ಧ್ಯಾನಾವಸ್ಥಿತದ್ಗತೇನ ಮನಸ ಪಶ್ಯಂತಿಯಂ ಯೋಗಿನ ಇನ್ ಗೀತಾ ಧ್ಯಾನ ಇಟ್ ಈಸ್ ಸೈಡ್ ದಟ್ ವಿ ಆರ್ ಏಬಲ್ ಟು ರೆಕಗ್ನೈಸ್ ಓರ್ ರಿಯಲೈಸ್ ಅವರ್ ಓನ್ ಸೆಲ್ಫ್ ವೆನ್ ದ ಮೈಂಡ್ ಗೋಸ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಸ್ಟೇಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಮೆಡಿಟೇಷನ್ ಸೊ ದ ಹೋಲ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ ಸ್ಟಾರ್ಟೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫಸ್ಟ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ when arjuna got confused in the battlefield and in the second chapter bhagwan told him that you have to realize recognize yourself not knowing ourselves causes lot of uh, lot of disturbance and so ultimately we have to recognize ourselves and that happens not by uh, just studying the books or looking at the mirror but we have to transcend all the uh, koshas all the layers which are there around ourselves and uh, see ourselves by ourselves just as if a person is wearing a makeup then uh, the real face will not be seen so that person has to remove all the makeup then only we will see how the person looks appears similarly we have a lot of makeup over our uh, real nature and uh, which has to be not physically removed but one has to through awareness enter within awareness is now as though going out away from our own self so by the process of uh, meditation we have to enter within and recognize our own self pay attention to our own self now for this what is required is knowledge of the self because without that proper knowledge we won't be able to pay attention to the self so one is knowledge is required and another the purity and calmness of the mind control over our mind because if the mind is restless then even if we have knowledge we won't be able to meditate so the mind has to be under our control and the mind should be very uh, what you call uh, pure and calm peaceful so for this we have various sadhanas mentioned in our scriptures to quieten the mind to make the mind pure there are multiple sadhanas practices mentioned in bhagavad gita bhagwan gives a simple technique he says you uh, begin by performing your duties fulfilling your responsibilities with a attitude of service just in just uh, bring that attitude in your mind that you are serving god through your through your uh, all your duties you are serving god so when we develop that attitude our selfishness reduces our uh, lot of our uh, negative qualities go, go away and uh, the mind start becoming more and more pure once the mind becomes pure we develop uh, jignasa a thirst to know what is my nature who am i so with this 
with this thirst when we pursue the study of the scriptures with the help of our teacher then slowly and steadily we come to recognize realize or understand who am i who am i is because it is not very obvious obviously we think ourselves to be something someone else only so we need to study the scriptures though those scriptures are available mahatmas are available but still the knowledge of the self is not well known means people have various types of misunderstanding about the self about atma when we talk about atma generally people think some ghost only ki atma bhatakti hai vagere so we even in india where we have this great scriptures and the origin and great rishi munis have uh, lived in this country but people in general they have lot of misunderstanding so we need to study the scriptures and contemplate and come to understand who am i then we when we contemplate when we reflect with the help of various logic which is given in the scriptures with the help of uh, various uh, techniques of contemplation we come to uh, the con- uh, conviction about our own self first we know who am i through the scriptures but then we are convinced beyond all doubt that i am that self which is birthless which is deathless which is that pure consciousness which is pure existence which is bliss and once i am convinced and uh, once i have mastered my mind and developed enough uh, vairagya detachment non attachment to the world around towards the pleasures of this world then i become fit for walking the final taking the final step the meditation so i become yoga rud i have become fit for meditation so bhagwan gives the process he has given the process of meditation that in a secluded solitary place uh, uh, what you call sit uh, alone free from all distraction and slowly and steadily bring your mind uh, think about the self and then shift your attention to the self and and once your attention has shifted or is focused on the self then don't encourage don't initiate any thinking shane shane ruparamed buddhya dhriti grahitaya atma sanstam manakritva na kinchidapi chintayet this when we practice for a long time mind may start running here and there again bring the attention of the mind bring the mind calm the mind and focus your attention on the self so when we practice this for a long time one gets established in the self one gains the realization of the self one gets direct experience of the self the self knows itself and one who has gained this experience looks at this world as his own self the whole world appears as myself and the whole world appears in me i am in all and all are in me 
and I am not different from God. So God is in everyone and everything is in God. So one who has gained this vision and one who looks at the whole world as his own self is called, uh, is a supreme yogi. Atmopamena sarvatra samam pasyati yorjuna sukham vayadiva dukham sa yogi paramomataha. Such a person is considered as a supreme yogi who has realized his self and looks at this whole world as his own self. Just as we look at our own body as myself, the yogi looks at the whole world as his own self. It appears he is convinced or is, uh, he has the experience that the whole world is my own self. So this path Bhagwan explained to Arjuna in detail. And he concluded by telling him who is the supreme yogi. Now after listening to this, Arjuna got a doubt, a question in his mind. So he asked this question, uh, verse number 33. Arjuna vacha yoyam yogastvaya proktaha Samena Madhusudana Etasyaham Napashami Chanchalatvastitim Stiram Yoyam Yogasvaya Proktaha Samena Madhusudana Uh, Arjuna Vacha. Arjuna was listening to Bhagwan very attentively and uh, simultaneously uh, he was looking within also and trying to apply whatever Bhagwan was telling him to his own self. So as Bhagwan had explained to him that we have to control the mind and make the mind calm, quite peaceful, and then place this mind in the self. After listening to this, Arjuna thought that this is an impossible task. And like Arjuna, many of us, we feel that it's a very difficult. It is a very beautiful theory, but actually when we try to practice it, it is uh, almost an impossible task. He says, Yo ayam yogaha tvaya proktaha madhusudhana. He Bhagwan Krishna. Bhagwan Krishna's name, beautiful name is Madhusudhan. Madhu was a rakshasa whom Bhagwan had killed. Madhu also means honey. And uh, symbolically it means the, uh, the ahankar which is uh, which sometimes gives great joy to a person. Therefore, he doesn't want to destroy this ahankar, our ego. All the time we are trying to um, please the ego. And everything we do is to please the ego only. And when the ego is pleased, there is great joy. Okay? If somebody praises you, what happens? The ego is pleased. And you feel very happy. 
hey, why are you so happy? No, so, people have finally recognized me. So this ego is so sweet, therefore it is called honey. I mean, ego, huh? So this, uh, but uh, for a spiritual seeker, it is a great obstacle. One has to destroy it. So, Bhagwan Krishna is one who has destroyed this Madhu, this ego, you can say. Therefore, he is called Madhusudam. So, Arjuna is addressing Bhagwan that you are someone great, you are unique, you have destroyed this ego and you have by controlling your mind. But, as far as I am concerned, I think it is very difficult. This yoga which you have explained and what yoga? Samyena. The yoga of samata. The yoga of equanimity. The path is also a path of equanimity and one who attains the goal also attains the state of equanimity. He sees the same truth everywhere. So, the path also is uh, like to make the mind more and more calm, peaceful, equanimous. So this yoga, Arjuna names it as Samya Yoga, Samyena Madhusudana, Etasyaham na pashyami chanchalatva stitim stiram. That this yoga is great, but I don't see the stability in this yoga. For a fraction of a second, one may experience this. And when we practice, when we meditate or we do our sadhana, for a fraction of a second, one may experience great calmness and great peace. After doing, practicing for a long time, we may get a glimpse of that quietude. Sometimes it takes days together, months together, and we might experience a glimpse of that quietude. So, but that stiti, that stability in that quietude is very difficult. So, Arjuna said that uh, I don't see stability in this. Why? Because there is some fundamental uh, defect. What is that? He says that mind by nature is chanchal. Mind by nature is restless. So, if the mind by nature is restless, to say that quieten the mind, make the mind absolutely still, and then you will know the self, that seems to be impossible. It is like someone saying that uh, this ocean is there. You just quieten the waves. Let the waves, let the water be absolutely still. And then you will be able to see the bottom. You will see the uh, base from where the, all the water is arising. But that is impossible. How can we stop the waves? They are constantly there. And even if you try to stop them superficially, they, they are generated from within. There are ocean currents which generate these waves. It is not generated just by breeze, but internally also, lot of currents are there which generate these waves. Sometimes you have tsunamis and all. So similarly, this our mind is like a vast ocean. And the wavering of the mind is like the waves. And constantly the, the waves are coming. 
constantly thoughts are coming and uh, moving and going from one object to another. We cannot remain steady. It's not possible. Even during Pravachan, actually, our, uh, we get distracted immediately. Nee? Somebody walks in, somebody mobile rings or something happens. We can't just uh, keep our attention at one point. It naturally moves. Uh, because of whatever reason, it's a natural uh, tendency of the mind to become uh, distracted. It is not exactly getting distracted, but it is paying attention to something else. Maybe uh, because of our past uh, impressions of what we call seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. That is the favorite uh, pastime of all beings, that all beings are seeking pleasure and avoiding pain or avoiding death. Hmm. We want to secure our own body and after securing our body, we want to experience certain pleasures also. So, there is a, what you call, uh, survival instinct and also there is a instinct to seek pleasure. So, therefore, this mind which has come not only from a human body, but we have uh, experienced so many other bodies also in the past, so the mind uh, tends to remain alert and awake for all situations like anytime danger might come so we should be we should be able to uh, defend ourselves so our past impressions have made the mind little chanchal only restless it can't uh, remains at one point because to remain at one point the mind should be totally free from all distraction, free from all fears. Fears sometimes make us see here and there. See, even an animal or bird which is fearless will be focused on what it is eating and all. But when there is fear, it will look here and there. Even a deer, when it is grazing peacefully, it is just focusing on the grass. But when there is a when there is a there is a call, when it hears the tiger or something, then suddenly it becomes more alert, looks here and there. So by nature, our mind is little chanchal. Therefore, uh, restless. Therefore, this this uh, state of meditation is not possible, Bhagwan. Our Arjuna says to Bhagwan that it is not possible. So, I like your theory. It is wonderful. But, um, I don't think it is possible. It's like somebody telling us some impossible thing, that if you have uh, this problem, then you, uh, you take this fruit of the tree, which grows in the sky. Uh, such a tree is not there. So, such a fruit also you will not find. So, this uh, theory or this uh, solution is not good. So, similarly, here, from his own standpoint, Arjuna, not that he doubted Bhagwan, not that he considered it totally impossible, but he considered that it is little difficult. I feel it is difficult for me. So, when he spoke this, 
भगवान डिड नॉट से एनीथिंग सो अर्जुना नाउ एक्सप्लेन्स एग्जैक्टली व्हाट इज द नेचर ऑफ माइंड एंड व्हाई इट इज डिफिकल्ट ब्यूटीफुल वर्ड्स व्हिच टॉक्स अबाउट नॉट ओनली अर्जुनास माइंड बट एवरीवन्स माइंड सो लेट अस सी चंचलम हिमाना कृष्णा प्रमाथि बलवद्धम तस्याहम निग्रहम मन्ने वायोरिवसुदुष्करम चंचलम हिमाना कृष्णा प्रमाथि बलवद्धम हाँ चंचलम ही मनक कृष्णा हे कृष्णा दिस मनह दिस माइंड इज चंचलम रेस्टलेस प्रमाथी वेरी टर्बुलेंट बलवत वेरी स्ट्रांग एंड धृढ़म हैज गॉट ट्रेमेंडस टेमिना स्टेइंग पावर तस्या हम निग्रहम मन्ने to control this mind i consider it as difficult as controlling vayu vayu river sudushkaram as difficult as controlling uh, vayu breeze ne wind it's not possible to catch hold of this vayu from where it will move we don't know we can't confine it into a small place it has got tremendous power sometimes this tornado and all it comes and lifts everything on the way so it's very very powerful in the same way he says this mind is also very very powerful difficult to control so let us try to understand this mind before we uh, go to the solution which bhagwan gives we have to understand our mind mind is actually most beautiful instrument mind is uh, as in this it is said in the scripture that mana eva manushyanam karanam bandha moksha yohu mind causes the bondage and mind helps us to become free also as our mind so is our experience in this world if the mind is happy we are happy if the mind is sad we are sad if the we can uh, take care of the mind properly we can take care of ourselves in fact our mind not only influences our body it influences our body most of our disease and most of our problem in the body they say arises from the mind some of the diseases are actually they are just uh, psychosomatic they born from the from the mind only and if we change our thinking if we are able to change our feelings if we are able to change our attitude the disease also is rectified we regain our health so mind is a most fascinating equipment and ha it not only influences our body but our mind also influences the environment around us it's so powerful 
that uh, one uh, one person's mind can influence other person's mind also. Now all of you are sitting here and listening to me. In a way, my mind is influencing your mind, whether you like it or not. Sometimes we influence by speak. Influence means uh, affecting in positive, negative, whatever way. Sometimes we influence by speaking or through our action. But even the very presence of a person can influence the other other mind because all our minds are connected, just like internet. Our mind is also connected. We have our own individual mind, but it is also connected to all the minds. First of all, we are very intensely connected to people in our own uh, immediate uh, surrounding, like our own family members. We are connected to our own friends and relatives and all. And the place in which we live. The mind of each and every person is very intensely connected. Not only of the present time, but also of the past. We have a pressure of tradition on our mind. We have pressure of whatever good and bad things uh, the past generation had done. That also influences our mind. Mind has got tremendous pressure of the past. It cannot just just come out of it very easily. It's very, 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 very powerful. Then, whatever education we get, whatever training we give to the mind, whatever samskar we put on the mind, that also influences the mind. Our name, the food which we eat, the place in which we stay, the the language which we speak, hmm, English, Sanskrit, Hindi, Marathi, Ah, the language which we speak and uh, what you call the type of company we keep, the type of books we read, the type of uh, programs we watch on television and all, all, everything influences the mind and develops the unique quality of our mind. So, this uh, mind is not just a, just a thing. When a person dies, the mind doesn't die. The mind, mind uh, is still there. The self doesn't die. The mind doesn't die. The body falls down. Body also actually gets disintegrated. It is made up of the five elements. The body gets disintegrated, but the mind is still there. That mind creates for itself or occupies another body which is conducive to its uh, its desires for its expression, to express its desires. It catches hold of another uh, equipment to express its desire. So the mind doesn't die. It is there all the time. The It keeps on changing, it keeps on modifying, but the essential uh, uh, characteristic of the mind remains. So it's a very powerful equipment which has to be understood very deeply and if we know how to handle it, then our life will become more fulfilling. We may have great education, we may have great degrees and all, but if we have not understood our mind, we have not understood anything. As Swami Vivekananji used to say that if we can only conquer our mind, 
we have conquered the whole world. But one who has not conquered his mind, even if he conquers the world, he has not conquered anything. So this is very important that we understand the mind. On the face of it, what Arjuna said is very much applicable to our mind. First of all, mind is very chanchal. Chanchal means it cannot think of only one object at a time. It keeps on jumping from one topic to another topic. See, mind is made up of thoughts. And every thought has got some object. Mind is also made up of emotions. So thoughts and emotions, mind also thinks in form of pictures, in the form of ideas. Mind also thinks in form of colors and taste and sound and all. Sometimes we get some fragrance and we remember the fragrance of the past. So the impressions of fragrance, impressions of sight and taste and everything is there in our mind. So it just doesn't, uh, it constantly, it's constantly thinks, constantly that impression keeps coming in our mind. It is a, therefore our Pujya Gurudev calls it a flow of thoughts. It's like a river, constantly flowing. So it is natural for the mind to keep on changing topics. It just doesn't stick to one topic. Therefore the attention period is very, very low. And um, uh, like little children or forget about little children, elderly also people, our, uh, our attention period is very low. And nowadays with so much of uh, distraction and more uh, uh, negative influences of, on the mind, the attention period has still reduced. And because of some wrong habits also. Like on uh, television also, in the good old days, that uh, news also, one lady or someone used to come and for 10 minutes she will keep on speaking. And now and then they will show some photograph here and there. Now that type of news nobody will watch. We want at the same time, we want lot of things to happen. So person is speaking, then something is crawling there, something is going, some some other person comes in between and dances and goes away. Some, some time, some this, that, oh, so many things are there. <laughs> Why? Because our mind cannot remain at one point. So they know that this fellow will not remain at, so give him all the entertainment. Hmm. So it is very difficult. In nature, we find nature is so soft and so smooth and so slow also. A lot of things are slow in nature. But we have lost touch with nature. In the good old days, little children used to play with nature, play with the, uh, with the, uh, with the natural uh, elements and all. So it became, it was easier for them to focus attention on little, little things like an ant crawling. It requires a lot of patience to see the ant crawling. But nowadays we might have a computer game of ant crawling and if the ant crawls very slowly, we don't like it. It should crawl very fast so that we will keep on shooting arrows at it. <laughs> then we try climb to the second level. There to hundred ants go in. <laughs> so like that, it is a fast, fast thing like. So there is a mind, ekto it is chanchal. Then we are encouraging the chanchalta. And it is very difficult. 
So, we have to understand this one nature. If we can train the mind to experience this slow things or this very smooth things which are happening in our in our world, just like uh, the sunrise or the flowers which are blooming or something very gracefully moving or even the the river which is flowing gracefully, if we are able to make the mind experience it, the mind will slow down. Therefore, sometimes they say that uh, you keep an uh, aquarium so that uh, you can look at the fish which are moving very slowly. Sometimes the fish also get very excited. So you can look at the fish moving very slowly. So mind also relaxes. In in Gujarat and all, they have what we call that hichko, hichka, uh, jhula. So when you sit there and just uh, uh, rhythmically move the uh, body, the mind also becomes very slow and soft and, and quiet. Otherwise, mind by nature is chanchal. That is one Chanchalam hi Krishna. Another is Pramathi. Pramathi means turbulent. Mind, when certain thoughts and emotion which comes in the mind, it creates so much of turbulence that even our body moves, start moving and our senses also becomes restless. Our body as well as our senses become restless because of this turbulence. Depending on the type of thought, even one negative thought and it can just move that person tremendously. Anger comes, the whole, you can see the sign on the body. Some greed or some um, desires come, then the whole, the whole the senses also becomes very restless. So that is also another nature of this mind, that it is very turbulent, not very smooth. When it arises, uh, I mean certain, not all thoughts, but certain emotions and certain thoughts can really shake that person like anything. And instantly, it doesn't take much time also. One thought of fear and immediately the heart starts beating like anything. Hmm? Instantly. So, chanchalam himana krishna pramathi. And balavat, balavat means it is extremely strong. The mind doesn't depend, the strength of the mind sometimes doesn't depend on the age and all, age factor. Mind is uh, very ancient. Body we have got recently, this body, body has got its own age, but mind is very ancient. And it is extremely strong. Means if it, uh, uh, certain thoughts and certain emotions which comes, they are very strong. You will, uh, strong means you won't be able to move that mind from that emotion or that, that thought. There are people who have certain emotions which uh, they had experienced in their childhood and all. It remains till the end of their life. We don't know about the next life, we carry in the next life also. Certain things about uh, in your childhood, if one has experienced some fear, or if one has experienced some uh, sadness, or whatever, confusion, it carries on till the end. It's very strongly, it holds on to it. So that is the very nature of our mind. 
It's very, very, very strong. You cannot just uh, give up this. And we try to suppress it, try to fight with the mind, try to uh, torture the mind, but it comes out victorious. It comes out very victorious. It's very, very powerful. Once a mind takes a fancy to certain certain desires or certain uh, um, emotion and all, it's very difficult to control that mind. We see the story in the Ramayana and all of uh, Ravan. Just that thought came to his mind about Sita Ji and all, it became impossible for him also to control. Even about Vishwamitra, Vishwamitra Rishi was a very powerful Rishi and he was doing his tapas but then his mind got distracted and it became difficult for him to control the mind. But again he, with his willpower and effort, again he uh, continued on his path. So this mind is very Balavat, Balavat, Balwan, and Dhadam means tremendous stamina. It can go on and on and on for years together. It has got tremendous stamina. You cannot say, in my uh, mind will get tired of, of running after some objects. Mind will become old. Mind will become weak. Nothing like that. Mind has got tremendous Staying power, stamina. See, one is strength and another is stamina. Strength is also, strength is also required, but stamina is that staying power. That is also there in the mind. So now, hey Bhagwan, you want me to control this mind, I find it's very difficult. Tasyaham nigraham manne vayu rivasu dushkaram. It is as difficult as vayu. Vayu is also chanchal. It doesn't remain at one place. The air keeps on moving. It's also pramati. Sometimes the air becomes so turbulent. It carries things with it. It's very strong. And it also has got the staying power. So dhuram. Tasyaham nigraham manne vayo rivasu dushkaram. Very difficult to control. Not that it is impossible, but it is very, very difficult to control this mind. So, hey Bhagwan, the whole technique of meditation which you explained to me, it has got something to do with the mind. No doubt we have to transcend the mind, but in the initial stages we have to quieten the mind. But if not possible. So what can I do? So this is a very genuine uh, question of Arjuna and uh, we also sometimes feel that yes, that is true. Many times people listen to lectures and all, they appreciate it also, but then they will add the word but. But means that is good, but I cannot follow it. Yeah. See, after saying a good sentence, if you say but, then the, you miss the whole thing is cut. <laughs> so that is what generally we do. Oh, Swamiji, it is very nice what you said, but <laughs> it's not possible. Our family members are not cooperative. Hmm. 
and uh, this uh, i have problem with my work and this is there and that is there therefore otherwise i was i would have become a great spiritual giant but it's very difficult so when arjuna said this but bhagwan did not get discouraged bhagwan says what you say is right but for for his question he said but there is a solution he says shri bhagavan vacha asamshayam mahabaho mano durnigraham chalam abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagena cha grihyate asamshayam mahabaho mano durnigraham chalam हाँ श्री भगवान वाचा भगवान सेज दैट हे महाबाहो ही सेज टू अर्जुना दैट यू आर अ महाबाहो अ वेरी माइटी वॉरियर एंड यू आर टॉकिंग लाइक दिस सो इनडायरेक्टली भगवान इज टॉन्टिंग हिम लाइक दैट यू आर सच अ ग्रेट वॉरियर एंड यू कांट फाइट विथ योर माइंड यू कांट कॉन्कर योर माइंड but bhagwan agrees also with him that yes asamshayam mahabaho it is uh, no doubt that mano nur durnigraha this mind is very difficult to control i agree because it is chalam it is it is chanchalam and all it is very very restless therefore it is really very difficult to control i agree with you so see here bhagwan um, that is the first thing actually when somebody argues first uh, if you agree certain things which are true we should agree to it and then we can also give the right upay so here bhagwan says what you said is true mind is chanchal mind is turbulent everything is very much true but there is a solution for it see uh, uh, like for example uh, a train a mighty train which moves with so much of power and force so many bogies and with so much of power it moves carries uh, goods if suppose somebody tells you that try to stop this train it is impossible to stop it can it can just break everything on the way and go but only one finger is required to stop the train not many fingers also the right place the right button is there you just press it and the train the mighty train stops that is the critical point see there are certain things which are very difficult but in that there are certain critical points are there if we know them and if we can control them we can control the mighty thing also like we have elephant a very mighty and powerful animal but one requires only a small little arrow like thing ankush 
and if it is uh, held by the right person and is used rightly, you can control that elephant also. Similarly, the mind might be very, very difficult to control and all, but our great Rishi Munis have studied this mind and they have understood what is the, where is the control switch of this mind. If you can use that switch, you can control it at ease, very easily. Just as a fan, if it is moving very, very fast, you can try to control or try to stop the fan by using your brute force. But if you know the switch, you just have to press it and it stops. Similarly, by brute force, if we try to control that mind, it is difficult. It is almost impossible. But there are techniques. And what is the technique? Bhagavan says there are two methods. Two-fold method. Both should be done together simultaneously. He says, Abhyasena tu kaunteya vairagena cha grihyate. He kaunteya, he Arjuna. This mind is comes under control by abhyas and by vairagya. Abhyas means practice. That which we continuously, repeatedly do, that is called abhyas. That which is repeated again and again and again what we do is called abhyas. And vairagya is dispassion, non-attachment. With this two-fold technique, we can control the mind. See, this similar thing is said in in uh, Patanjali Yoga Sutra also. Patanjali Rishi was a great master of this mind. He knew about the intricacies of this mind. He has also said that uh, this mind can be controlled through Abhyasa and Vairagya. Abhyasa Vairagya Abhyam Tan Nirodhaha. This mind is quietened by abhyas and vairagya. Patanjali Rishi also gives that uh, eightfold technique. Yama, Niyam, Asan, Pranayam, Pratyaha, Dharana, Dhyan and Samadhi. If one systematically follows it, one will be able to control the mind. So let us try to understand this abhyas and vairagya. If we look at the mind, we find that mind uh, has got uh, this, um, uh, it's a continuous flow of thought. And if we observe the mind, we will find that there are certain type of thoughts and certain types of emotions are constantly repeated. You will find that mind is also made up of habit. It keeps on thinking in the same groove, it keeps on thinking in the same way. Every mind, all of us, we have uh, our mind which has got its own habits. Like fingerprints, each one has got its own unique fingerprints. Each one of us, we have our own unique habits of our mind. It moves in the same, same way, same fashion. So this habit, one is the habits which we carry from our past lives. Those habits of our past lives are what we call our vasanas and all. But there are habits which we cultivate in this lifetime also. Hmm. 
they are cultivated right from our childhood right from the time we were in mother's womb so different type of habits are cultivated and the mind thinks in that direction only so those habit get cultivated uh, uh, by the surrounding in which we are born like a family sometimes the parents our brothers sisters our locality they give rise to that type of habit hmm. a type of food which we eat type of thoughts which we think type of uh, uh, ideas which we encourage and all so they are all habitually created by the, our upbringing hmm. also as i said we carry the habits of our past lives also there is a great uh, was a saint in maharashtra sant naneshwar maharaj he says that even if we have a love for a particular form of god it is because of our habit of our past past life if in my past life i have worshiped a particular form of god then in this life also i will naturally develop that affinity for that particular deity hmm. बहुत सुकृतांची जोडी म्हणून विठ्ठली आवडी सो आय हॅव डन लॉट ऑफ पुण्य इन माय पास देर फोर आय हॅव डेव्हलप दॅट लव्ह फॉर विठ्ठल भगवान ही सेस सो दिस हॅबिट हॅबिट ऑफ द माइंड इज टू गो टुवर्ड्स वर्ल्डली ऑब्जेक्ट्स ऑर टुवर्ड्स प्लेजर द माइंड हॅज डेव्हलप हॅबिट to uh, secure itself and to seek pleasure uh, habit of artha and kama self preservation and pleasure seeking that is the habit of the mind constantly even if you try to stop it it will keep on going habitually it keeps on going for this purpose only so the one thing to control the mind or to quieten the mind is to create another habit see uh, habit can be uh, cannot be totally wiped out immediately but we can replace one habit with another so the best thing to tackle this habit of the mind is to develop a new habit of the mind so that is done by our regular practice of uh, let us say even jap of uh, chanting some mantra uh, doing some jap or doing something regularly every day every day we do some puja or every day we uh, spend some time in uh, what you call reading some some text or book or some chanting some mantra so every day when it is done physically uh, with the help of my speech and uh, using my mind every day when i do certain things then slowly steadily the mind develops that habit then even if you don't do it one day you will feel restless it can be anything like people go for a walk habitually or uh, they some read newspaper habitually so if one day newspaper doesn't come that person becomes restless aaj kya ho gaya newspaper nahi aa gaya chalo kal ka hi de do 
क्योंकि एक दिन में ज्यादा कुछ बदला नहीं होगा सेम सी डब्ल्यू जी एंड सेम प्रॉब्लम कल का चलो पढ़ लेते हैं हैबिट देखो दे से दैट इन दैट वर्ड हैबिट आल्सो इफ यू रिमूव एच अ बिट रिमेन्स यू रिमूव ए बिट रिमेन्स इफ यू रिमूव बी इट रिमेन्स इफ यू रिमूव आई टी रिमेन्स मॉर्निंग टी एनीवे सो इट्स वेरी डिफिकल्ट सो वी हैव टू रिप्लेस वन हैबिट Of the, I mean, the, this regular habit of the mind has to be replaced by something else. So it has to be done. Any sadhana which we decide, which is appealing to us, which is conducive to our nature, which is giving great joy to me, that sadhana I should try to do it regularly, continuously. Even if I don't like, you do it. Slowly you will develop liking. the mind will then develop that habit it is said that somewhere i read that if one does even for 21 days if certain things if you do it regularly you may develop a habit even here like you come for pravachan uh, even with few days one develops the habit if there is no pravachan aaj pata nahi kya ho gaya aaj pravachan nahi hai habit ho jati hai because mind is made like that so it has to be it has to be given a new habit habit of turning within habit of thinking of atma habit of uh, what you call chanting those verses those mantras which remind me of my own self habit of uh, expressing the good values which are there within expressing them like helping someone uh, expressing your compassion kindness and all so this uh, if we continuously if we practice that uh, impression gets uh, deeper and deeper into the mind and when new impression uh, gets created the old one gets dropped automatically it might take its own time because we are carrying habits from our past life so to develop a new habit and to develop a deep and strong impression of this new habit might take its own time but we have to continuously do it that is one thing another thing which is very important that mind um, not only moves out of habit but also mind functions based on its understanding mind functions based on the deep convictions which we have if we can change our conviction immediately the mind drops all those uh, things which it had caught hold of falsely hmm if our conviction change our mind also changes mind is uh, mind is encouraged or uh, sustained or motivated by our convictions also so mind is moving towards the world of objects mind is moving towards a particular thought particular idea because it is convinced that that idea is or that object is real that object gives me will give me joy 
that object is very valuable such such conviction i have therefore the mind moves towards it ha huh. so if through the study of the scriptures and through deep contemplation if i can prove to the mind if i can prove to the mind that the world which i am seeing and experiencing is merely an appearance is a tougher part huh that world which i am experiencing is only an appearance an illusion it's not the real thing what is real is the self not this world which you are experiencing if the mind gets convinced it will lose its intensity of going towards the world therefore many times it happens actually a person becomes spiritual you start uh, reading spiritual books you start contemplating slowly and steadily you start experiencing the illusoriness of this world may not be able to experience in the highest state but even in the beginning we start experiencing the flimsiness of this world or at least flimsy, flimsiness of so many of our activities you might lose interest in lot of your activities your friends and all will be complaining aajkal you are not coming for parties what happened in the evening and all we used to go and have fun and notice you are missing i called home so many times they say nahi wo pata nahi kahan gayi hai chinmay mission mein ha so in the good old days you every new movie used to come used to run every new restaurant whoever opens used to go there to check out everything new things in the market used to go and buy but now this you lose interest in that why because they no longer have attraction why because they no longer hold that value in your mind they are all flimsy see uh, this uh, one may experience for temporarily if one may not have the deep vairagya this is experienced temporarily when there is some death in the family or some loss in the business person gains that vairagya and that vairagya comes that person loses interest in even those things which used to give joy suppose there is death in the family and somebody comes a first class picture laga hua hai आज लास्ट दिन है यू वॉन्ट गेट दिस चांस यू विल नेवर गो यू नॉट इवन थिंक मीन्स द माइंड विल नॉट इवन गिव इट कंसिडर इट बिकॉज दैट माइंड विल नॉट गो देर यू विल लूज दैट इंटरेस्ट इट विल जस्ट लाइक अ पर्सन वेन यू बिकम सिक द टेस्ट लूजेस ऑल टेस्ट those things which used to give great pleasure no longer gives pleasure similarly when one gains vairagya the right vairagya one loses taste for the pleasures of this world one loses in uh, so called interest in those things of this world which used to give great um, which had great attraction before so when we develop ah vairagya has to be developed with the right uh, right technique vairagya is not hatred for world vairagya is not called hatred vairagya is 
freedom from both likes and dislikes towards the objects of this world. Vairagya is becoming free from the influence of the world. Vairagya is understanding the flimsy or temporary or illusory nature of this world. And you know it, then there is no attraction. You might indulge in various activities, you might interact with the world, you might be doing what you have to do, but there is, it is done only for the sake of doing it. Hmm. But you know that that is not where my goal is. That vairagya is the most important thing. If that vairagya, and vairagya comes through vivek, by discrimination, by thinking what is true and what is false, what is real and what is unreal. So through discrimination, one develops this vairagya. Vairagya is not that a person becomes uh, dry or becomes uh, unresponsive or something like that. The person may have great love in the heart and all those other qualities, good qualities. But there is no attraction for the pleasures or for other uh, things of this world. The person knows that what I am seeking is not out there, but it is in here. What I am seeking is in the self. This the mind should understand. Not you should understand. Mind should understand. If the mind doesn't understand, it will continue running after objects. So through deep contemplation, thinking, sometimes even uh, interacting with other great Mahatmas and uh, other wise people, slowly and steadily we develop that Vairagya. Through Satsang. Satsangatve Nisangatvam. Through Satsang one gains that Vairagya. Also by praying to the Lord that please give me Vairagya, I can gain Vairagya. Through contemplation, I can gain Vairagya. So, if this twofold practice is done, Abhyas and simultaneous Vairagya. Vairagya is educating the mind. Abhyas is training the mind. Mind out of habit, wherever it's going, is trained to move toward the self. And Vairagya is to educate the mind that there is no Uh, what you are seeking is not there, it is in that self only. So once that mind gets educated, then also it will not run around here and there. So this twofold practice of Abhyas and Vairagya is the solution to control the mind. Whether we are talking about spirituality or whether any other worldly thing also. You can see this applied in your entire life. Even suppose a student is studying for exam, that student should have abhyas and vairagya to control that mind. If the student has got the habit of studying regularly, then it is easier for the student to study. Also, if the student knows that what I want is in this study and not in the other distractions which I am getting attracted to, if he understands it deeply, then also his mind will get shifted from all distraction and he can focus on his studies. So, Abhyas and Vairagya 
if we cultivate in our life, we will be able to keep our mind under our control. Abhyasena to Kanti. In Patanjali Yoga Sutra, as I said, Patanjali Rishi says that you have to practice certain values in life, which will help to control the mind. Like Ahimsa, Satyam, Asteya, Brahmacharya, Aparigraha, hmm? Shaucha, Santosh, Tapas, Swadhyaya, Ishwar, Pranidha, the Yama and Niyam, these values are nothing but a set of convictions, positive convictions associated with positive uh, abhyas also. So when I say Ahimsa, uh, non-violence, it is a conviction of my mind and intellect that non-violence is a value. I should value the value first. I should be able to value that value. If I don't value it, then my practicing it will be superficial. I will try to get, uh, I will try to avoid it the first opportunity. It's like somebody saying that I am honest, very honest. Why are you so honest? He says, I did not get opportunity. Nobody asked. So, and sometimes our honesty and all also may have its own price. Okay? I am honest till this much price. But if you exceed your this offer, I can sell my honesty. Okay? But if a person is convinced beyond doubt about these values, that they are more important to me than all the wealth of this world, that person will not compromise. So values are nothing but first conviction of their value, value of the value we should understand. Hmm. So these values also if we cultivate, the mind comes under control. Because if the mind has understood these values, it will stick to it. If Suppose even the promise, like we make promise to our teacher or we make promise to the Lord that, okay, Bhagwan, every Every day, I will chant this mantra uh, so many times for you. That is a promise we have made. So, if I have value for keeping words, I will keep that promise. And when I keep that promise, mind will automatically come under control. Hmm. So, certain values, if we develop them, mind is automatically brought under control. You don't have to work uh, forcefully towards it. Hmm. As, as Bhagwan in Ramayana also Bhagwan says that uh, um, he talks about his own mind. He says that my mind, I have followed this path of dharma, so my mind, even by mistake, it doesn't go in a dharma. So that much confidence a person develops if he follows values. So this abhyas and vairagya is the technique by which we can control the mind. Further, Bhagavan says, Asamyatatmana yogo Dushprapa iti mematihi Vashyatmana tu yatata 
शक्यो वाप्तुमुपायतः असंयतात्मना योगो दुष्प्राप इति मे हाँ देफो भगवान से इस दैट दिस योगा विच आई हैव टॉक्ट अबाउट दिस मेडिटेशन इस इस नो डाउट डिफिकल्ट टू अटेन फॉर दोस हु हैव नॉट कंट्रोल देयर माइंड थ्रू अभ्यास एंड वैराग्य सो वैराग्य इज अटेन थ्रू नॉलेज एंड अभ्यास इज डन थ्रू विल पावर वी शुड हैव द विल पावर टू कंटिन्यूसली डू अभ्यास अभ्यास रिक्वायर्स योर विल पावर एंड वैराग्य रिक्वायर्स नॉलेज नॉलेज गिव्स वैराग्य वैराग्य इज नॉट अ प्रैक्टिस विच कम्स थ्रू विल पावर लाइक दैट आई विल नॉट ड्रिंक टी एंड ऑल दैट प्रैक्टिस इज जस्ट सप्रेशन आफ्टर समटाइम यू विल स्टार्ट वैराग्य इज अ रिजल्ट ऑफ नॉलेज अंडरस्टैंडिंग एंड अभ्यास इज इज अ प्रैक्टिस so both these are required to control the mind and bhagwan says one who has no control over his mind it this dhyana yog is not possible for that person i agree so asamyatatmana yogo dushprap very difficult to obtain iti me matihi that i is my opinion but vashatmana one who has developed that total control over his mind through various techniques this abhyas and vairagya technique it's not that you are fighting or not that you are uh, destroying the mind but the mind itself is helped by this abhyas and vairagya the mind becomes uh, mind will thank you for going through this abhyas and vairagya hmm it helps the mind so vashyatmana tu yatata so one who has this mind under control then with the right type of uh, effort towards dhyana one is able to attain the state of samadhi hmm. so yatata shakyah avaptum upayatah so the, through the various upay one is able to attain that state of uh, meditation once the mind is under our control then it is easy then what bhagwan has said about then placing the mind in the self and not thinking of anything else is easy shifting your attention on the self is easy but the first step is to control this mind so after uh, saying this now arjuna has another question the following three verses he ask a question and then the rest of the shlokas bhagwan replies so very interesting question and interesting answer also um, so what should we do we will chant the question अर्जुनवाच अयतिश्रद्धेत 
ಯೋಗಚಲಿತಮಸಪ್ಯಸಿಂ ಕಾಂಗತಿಕೃಷ್ಣಗತಿ ಕಚ್ಚಿನ್ನೋಭಯವಿಭ್ರಷ್ಟ ಛಿನ್ನಾಭ್ರಮಿವನಶ್ಯತಿ ಅಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠೋ ಮಹಾಬಾಹೋ ವಿಮೂಢೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣಪಥಿ ಏತನ್ಮೇ ಸಂಶಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚಿತ್ತುಮರ್ಹಸ್ಯಶೇಷತೇತಾಶಯಸ್ಯಾಶ್ಯೇತ್ತಾಪದ್ಯೋಗಾಚಲಿತಮಸ ಅಪ್ರಾಪ್ಯೋಗಸಂಸಿಧೋ ಮಹಾಬಾಹೋ ವಿಮೂಢೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮಣಪಥಿ ಏತನ್ಮೇ ಸಂಶಯ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೇತ್ತಾಪದ್ಯೇತ್ತಾಪದ್ಯೇತ್ತಾಪದ್ಯೇತ್ತಾಪದ್ಯೇತ್ತಾಪದ್ಯೇತ್ತಾಪದ
ಪೂರ್ಣಮುದಚ್ಯತೆ ಪೂರ್ಣಸ್ಯೂರ್ಣಮಾದಯ ಪೂರ್ಣಮೇವಶಿಷ್ಯತೆ ಶಾಂತಿ 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 ಹರಿ ಶ್ರೀ ಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃ ಹರಿ ಓಂ Thank mm-hmm. you.